You're listening to the Mind Made Wrong podcast, presented by Steel Maggie, episode number 17. Hi, my beautiful creators. Welcome to Mind Made Wrong. My name is Steel Maggie, and God, today I'm so glad to be hanging out with each and every one of you. It's episode 17. I feel like we've been doing this forever, but let's see, it's August at the time of this recording, and I only just started this podcast in May. That's only a bit more than three months at this point, but it feels like it's been at least a year for whatever reason. Maybe it's the love that I get from all y'all. And uh, of course, my incredible guests, I'm sure that's also part of it. I've learned years worth of experience and wisdom from them, and I believe you have too. I'd say, please give your favorite Mind Made Wrong guests a follow on your favorite social media accounts and hit them up. Thank them for being so open and generous to us. I'm sure they'd love to hear from you. So for this episode, I'm going to be discussing a principle called the compound effect. Now I'll say that the concept of the compound effect is as old as time, and I would not say that anyone came up with it, but rather discovered it. And conveniently enough, it has been explained and illuminated for us by Darren Hardy, author of the book, The Compound Effect, Jumpstart Your Income, Your Life, Your Success. So I will be employing his definitions and examples from the book to show you just how much of your life is ruled by the concept of the compound effect. So in our lives, there are big landmark events, and then there are all the little moments in between, all the days and nights in between the weddings and the births, the job promotions and the graduations and the award ceremonies. I'm just pulling this number out of my ass, but I'm guessing all the time in between these major life events, that's about, let's say, 90% of our lives, if not more. And all we think about (laughs) is that 10%. I've got to get to this point in my life. I can't wait until the wedding, and then my life will really get started. When I start making more money, then I'll be golden. While the 90% is being lived solely in anticipation of the 10%. The thing is, these major landmark events do not beget themselves. The success you're seeking is never, ever going to be the result of one big push. You know, one grandiose effort and voila, success achieved. Here lies the concept of the compound effect. It's the daily chain of small actions consistently executed over time that will achieve your result, whether you're conscious of it or not. Here's the formula. Choice, which is your decision, plus behavior, which is your action based on that decision, plus habit, which is your repeated behavior, compounded by time equals your goal. That is Hardy's formula, but he then boils it down for us into a more concise equation. Small, smart choices plus consistency plus time equals radical difference. I'll repeat that equation for you. Small, smart choices plus consistency 
plus time equals radical difference. Now the compound effect can either work in your favor or it can work against you. It's like evolution. It doesn't discriminate. It just plugs in your inputs to the equation and the inputs determine the product. That radical difference can be exactly what you wanted or it can be, it can be the exact opposite. That's why Hardy's equation indicates small, smart choices, right? But think about us. If we're pretty much living our 90% only waiting for our 10%, we're usually not thinking consciously about our daily choices and reevaluating them and making sure that they align with producing our end result. And that means we do a lot, and I mean most things on autopilot. Our routines, what we eat, when we sleep, who we interact with, it starts to all become an automatic choice. And these choices, done over and over and over again, become habits, which is good if a choice is well thought through and executed consistently over time. But if you fall into a particular habitual choice because it was convenient and because you weren't aware of the compound effect on your life, it can have pretty bad results. To top it off, the compound effect will create momentum in your situation, which Hardy calls Big Mo. Momentum can go positively or it can go negatively, but wherever it goes, it goes fast. For example, and I'm going to reimagine one of Hardy's examples from the book, you get home from work and you have an evening routine of drinking a beer, sitting in front of the television after dinner to unwind every night. You have an otherwise healthy diet, but this routine, this particular habit is performed every day. It doesn't seem like a big deal. It's just a beer and you eat healthfully otherwise, right? Then life starts to get a little hectic. There are some work situations causing friction. A relative's health is ailing, you know, pick your stress. So you add another beer to your daily unwinding routine, taking just a little bit more off the edge. It's just one more. That's fine. Then life goes back to normal and that outstanding stressful situation is resolved. But you keep the second beer. Fast forward three months. You have gained 10 pounds and a beer gut and are insecure about your relationship with your spouse because guess what? You used to go on walks and talk, it, talk together at night instead of that second beer. But that daily second beer made you sluggish and apathetic about spending time with him. Now you're 10 pounds overweight and insecure about your physical attractiveness to them and you feel disconnected. So recipe for disaster. But this is how the compound effect rolls out. It didn't seem like much at the time, but it was that choice, the second beer, plus the consistency, which was daily, compounded by that time of three months, which equaled the result that you never intended or wanted. So now I'll give you an example from my life. I'm on the keto diet. Yes, I'm one of those people. <laughs> and I've been on it for about a year now, from August to August. I have lost more than 30 pounds and I've been able to keep it off because I am consistently measuring my food on a scale and tracking my macros in an app. And this is every single day. But let me tell you, I was on keto for three months in the beginning and I didn't measure and track my macros and I, I barely lost anything. 
But once I started measuring with the scale and tracking with the app, the weight started coming off. I think because I had the intention. And sometimes I I go off road and I don't weigh my food some days, but I always, always get back on the wagon because I've seen the results that the measuring gives me versus what happens when I don't measure. I'm always that type of person that I think I'm giving myself like the right portion, but then when you go to measure it, it's way more. You know, when I don't track, I always, I always, always over portion and I delude myself that I'm eating normally. And then by the end of the meal, I'm like, yeah, I should have measured, you know, I'm bloated. Um, Every day I don't measure my food and track it. I pretty much overeat like almost every single time. And over time, not tracking and not measuring According to our compound effect equation, if I keep doing that, I will gain back some weight, if not all of it, even though I'm still doing keto. Because my choice not to track typically results in the type of overeating that I don't notice until it shows up on my waistline. So this is the insidious side of the compound effect at work. You don't notice the the daily tiny choices over time that seem like nothing but are actually directly causing a major result in your future. I hope you're not overwhelmed like now you're thinking oh my god everything I'm doing is compounding in a negative way like am I breathing wrong is the way I'm breathing right now going to fuck me up later down the road I totally get it that's the place I immediately go to too but you have to remember the effect is reversible always it can go negative yes but it can also go extremely positive. It all depends on your inputs into that equation. So I'll say this to remind both of us, that instead of focusing on what could go wrong and what has gone wrong in terms of the compound effect in our lives, let's keep our minds open to how the compound effect can work positively and in our favor. Remember, if you're looking for evidence in a certain direction, you will find it or you will create it to confirm your own bias, which I've talked about like briefly in other um, podcasts, but it's it's, it's its own podcast topic in itself. And I have to remind myself to do that. But let's put let's look at a positive example of the compound effect. I know I mention him all the time, but my darling producer, John McLucas, the way his career is going is practically blinding me with evidence of how well the compound effect can work. Like, first of all, this guy is relentlessly buoyant and always seems to have his head on, which in itself will annoy me when I'm in a depressive episode and I can't get out of bed and you know, I'll make the mistake of going on Instagram and the next thing you know, I'm checking my phone at the wall. And side note, that's the compound effect at work not of me not taking my meds regularly. But his mindset is the compound effect. His network is the compound effect. He's out there every day. And I mean every day. He consistently creates and puts out content, good content. He collaborates with others. And as a result, He's been, he's been signed on to production projects with bigger and bigger artists and is regularly contracted to create content with other media companies. He makes his living off of exactly what he wants to do and is only leveling up by the day. 
He's got, as Darren Hardy calls it, Big Mo working for him big time. And he's not famous, as far as I can tell. He's not rolling in the dough. He wasn't handed any of his clients or his employers. And in a day and age where producers and musicians trying to do big shit online are a dime a dozen, he's had to put a lot into his compound effect equation. He is making his career through those daily things. And sometimes I see him doing his thing and I'll feel insecure for a second. And then I realize, dude, he's just this cool human I work with. That's all. The only difference between us is our results. And those just depend on his input into the equation. All I have to do is plug my shit into my equation intelligently and consistently and let the compound effect go to work. It sounds so easy. <laughs> it, it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. And thank God Hardy comes through for us with these little practical actions that you can take at the end of each chapter, which are so helpful, um, especially because I'm one of those people that gets overwhelmed and wants to change everything at once. <laughs> and I never know where to start. Um, and I actually have a, a, a Google Doc <laughs> with the compound with all the actions laid out. Um, so this is one of my favorites. He says, start tracking at least one behavior in one area of your life that you like to change or improve. And I, I'm sure he based it off of the idea that what you track improves or expands. What you focus on expands. I'd say this, ta this tactic is immediately useful to choose just one thing and track it. Because if what you intentionally track improves or expands, this is a way to kind of trick yourself into making the compound effect work for you. So say if you want to work out four times a week, how about you track that and track everything about it, not just not just oh, I worked out today. Track what weights you're lifting, what exercises you're doing. Did you hit your max? Did you skip today because you're hungover? All of it. Because your focus is going there, because your intent is going towards that goal, you will see results. Another favorite of mine is to evaluate your current associations, um, which means evaluating the people in your life that are not your immediate family. So whose influence do you need to limit in your life? Who do you need to dissociate from? Who do you need to cut the fuck off? Is there anyone that you want to expand your connection with? Because in the type R episode, I brought up um, how we're the five people we spend the most time with. And the reason why that works is because of the compound effect. Choosing to hang out with those five people or be around them is usually your decision. Hanging out with them consistently becomes your behavior and your habit. And over time, compounded with the time, you're going to develop some of their habits and hobbies and idiosyncrasies out of proximity. So what Hardy is suggesting is that you do is evaluate who you have become as a result of that choice and do a little compare and contrast. Compare yourself side by side now with who you want to be. And if those two are completely out of alignment, if like nothing lines up or, you know, 
under 50% or under 60%, I'd say, it's best to limit and cut off certain associations. Then you can spend time seeking out associations that bring you closer to where you want to be in life. So I'll share one last action step with you that I really like. And that is to first identify your most important goal clearly and concisely. And then identify your three best habits that support that goal. And then identify your three bad habits that take you off course from that goal. See if you can remove those bad ones for your from your habitual arsenal and replace them with three new ones that they can put you on track. But those are just three of the tips and tricks in the book. And he has a bunch of also free worksheets and resources on his website um, that he peppers throughout the book that will serve as a workbook while you go through the material. And it's very, very useful for people like me and who need to be hands-on. This book as I've said before, is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And if this particular podcast episode has spoken to your situation, honestly, I would not wait. You should grab a copy, whether you buy it or borrow it from the library, which I I do with a lot of books. It's a really easy read and the steps are laid out for you, like crystal clear. You've, You've got no excuse to not have The Compound Effect work for you. So hopefully by now you are aware that we are all the results of millions of compound effects in life. While it's not exactly comforting to know that we have virtually, not completely, but virtually full control over whether we succeed or not, and while we lose the crutch of blaming anything or anyone but ourselves, I think it can at least be exciting or challenging to realize that or even to just be open to the idea that you can literally choose your result. So remember, choice, which is your decision, plus behavior, which is your action based on that decision, plus habit, which is your repeated behavior, compounded by time equals your goal, or more broadly, your life. Please, if you received value from this podcast episode and you know another beautiful creator who would benefit from this message of the compound effect, share it with them and please leave me a review wherever you listen. It will help me so, so much getting the message of Mind Made Wrong out to people who need it. I've said this before, but I'll say it again. You have the power to transform minds and lives, so use it. All right, my friends, I will see you next week for another jam-packed episode of Mind Made Wrong. But until then, let's go create beautiful things.